You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Charity's upcoming season of The Bachelorette and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 343. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Boy, do we have a doozy for you today. It is Iris Jardiel from last season of Temptation Island. She's got a lot to share, some of which you probably have no idea about. This is some shocking stuff. We'll get to it momentarily. So I wanted to say right off the bat that Iris was on with Casey Campbell on Monday on her podcast at the It's Tempting Pod. So if you heard that, you probably have an idea of what Iris is going to reveal in this podcast. And I just want to say right off the bat that there is some sexual talk in nature on this podcast and talk about fetishes, kinks, um, BDSM. Just want to give you a heads up because... Just like I, when I first found out about this, was as surprised as you're probably going to be. Um, it just means that I judged a book by its cover. You know, I the two times that I had Iris on this podcast, which was right after season four of Temptation Island ended last year when I had her and Luke on, and then I brought her and Luke on again last November, and they had announced, you know, we had a breakup there. We ended our engagement, but then we got back together, and here we are. We're liking the way things are going. And then literally a month after that in, in interview took place, all hell kind of broke loose. I'm going to have Iris tell you the story, the timeline, lay everything out for you. But just know there is a lot of things that have happened in Iris's life since then that you're probably going to be surprised by if you don't know already having – listened to her on Casey's podcast on Monday or, you know, maybe even tuned in or, you know, saw a clip of it or something like that, maybe read about it somewhere. But with the premiere of Temptation Island season five last night, thought it was good timing. We had Mark on last week, but definitely wanted to bring Iris on. Um, and she has a business venture that she's starting up. She'll be ready to go in two or three weeks that we get into as well. And we get into what her relationship status is right now. What happened with Luke? Are are they still together? Are they still working on stuff? Where are they at? What happened since the last interview I did with them in November of 2022? There is a lot to go over here. And all I ask is you just listen. You listen with an open mind. And if you don't agree with it, don't contact her. There's no need to. There's no need to tell her what you think of her lifestyle. I don't see what the point is. It's not going to accomplish anything because you know what? As she says numerous times in this podcast, she's happy. She's happy for the first time in a long time. And I think that's all we can that's all you want out of people. She doesn't need your negativity bringing her down. She doesn't need your opinion because you probably don't adhere to some of the things that she is interested in right now. And that's fine. You don't have to. But you also don't have to let her know about it. It's the one thing about social media that, you know, drives me up a wall. It's like, yes, we do understand it is a free country and you can say whatever you want. But sometimes you don't need to say whatever you feel like. Just because you have a thought in your head, it doesn't mean you have to express it to somebody. 
That's all. So I would just consider listening to this podcast with an open mind and um, and taking it from there and not, you know, contacting Iris if you disagree with it. Now, like I said, it, it the timing worked out well because of Temptation Island preparing last night. And if you listen to today's Daily Roundup, I really get into my thoughts on last night premiere of Temptation Island and the Big D that followed Temptation Island on USA last night. My Wednesdays are now booked. From 8 to 10 p.m. Central Time, I am dialed in to Temptation Island and the Big D back-to-back. I think a great booking job. Remember, the Big D was filmed back, I believe, in 2020, and it was supposed to come out in 2021, or maybe it was filmed in 2021, and it was supposed to come out in 2022. Yeah, I think that was it. It was supposed to come out last summer, and literally three or four days before it was supposed to premiere on TBS, TBS pulled the plug and just took it off and said, we're not airing it. I don't know why. I don't know if we've ever gotten an explanation. JoJo and Jordan probably have an idea why it was taken off. They probably know, but they're not going to share it because there's no point to. It's on now, and I think it's a great, great scheduling um, booking to have these two shows back-to-back on Wednesday nights because these are really good shows and I give my thoughts on Temptation Island I go over every couple that we saw last night the issues that were shown the issues that we saw once the whole soiree started where they put all four couples in a cocktail party with the 16 singles that was interesting the way it ended with kind of a cliffhanger that well looks like one of the women that's part of the couple's would rather date a woman than currently be with her boyfriend. Or maybe she wants a thruple. That's one question that I had. And then the Big D started, and I immediately was wrong about one thing about the Big D. And and it was, it was nothing like I totally misjudged it, because I had a feeling I was going to be interested in it. The thing that I never was able to, I guess, take from watching clips or even reading anything about it, I did not know that these divorced couples were going there to date only the other divorced couples. I thought, you know, six divorced couples were going to an island and it was going to be kind of like Temptation Island where the show was going to bring in a bunch of singles to date them. And yes, you got to date new people, but you had to do it in front of your ex-husband or ex-wife. That's not the case. You're only dating other people that are there as a divorced couple. So those are your only choices. Now, Seeing the previews, we see that they're going to bring in more. They started with six last night, but then there's an elimination, which that's the one thing I don't really understand. But then we're going to see other couples being brought in, and you can see people forming uh, relationships and people making out and going on dates in front of their ex-wife. And obviously some people are not over their exes, and they would rather be back with them than date singles. So really good show. Um, You know, JoJo and Jordan add to it. And I, I'm so glad my Wednesdays are now booked. (laughs) Let me put it that way. So I can't wait. Check it out. USA on Wednesday nights, first with Temptation Island at nine, eight central, and then the big D at 10, nine central. All right, let's get going. Podcast number three forty three. Okay. Let's bring her in. She was on last season of Temptation Island. She is a multi-time guest on this podcast and (laughs) she's on again because she's got some new and exciting things going on in her life and things that have happened since she was last on. It is Iris Jardiel. Iris, thanks for coming on. 
Yes, thank you so much for having me, Steve. <laughs> we we've got tons to talk about. Um, yes, we do. You were you were on a you were on a podcast earlier this week with Casey Campbell, who was on season one of Temptation Island, another multi-time yep. guest on this podcast. You revealed some things that I think have caught people by surprise, and we're gonna go over, <laughs> we're gonna go over all of that. But I want to kind of I kind of want to do a timeline of when you were last on, and then kind of what happened because. You guys got you and your um, ex fiance Luke got engaged on last season of Temptation Island, and then I had you guys on right after I think the finale aired, and yep. you know just standard conversation. And then you had come to me, you guys had come to me around October or November of last year and said, "Hey, we would like to come on again because we've had some changes in our relationship. But we want to share our story," and that was on. Episode number three eleven, which was on November third of last year, and you guys came on and basically yeah. and basically said, "Hey, we had broken up for a while. Luke had uh, lost my trust. He earned it back, and here we are now. So now, I want to ask you: since November, give us a timeline on what has happened to you and Luke in that relationship since November third, when I last had you on, November third of twenty twenty two. Yeah. So when we went on in November, we made it sound like everything was totally fine and dandy, that we were stronger than ever. But honestly, we were not like <laughs> we were falling apart. And like we just decided to say that, like, everything's going to be OK. We're fully engaged. We're solid. But literally in July, I caught him messaging another girl. And that was his problem going on to Temptation Island. I'd always caught him messaging girls. It always hurt my feelings. And he just always kept doing it. So when I caught that in July after we'd done Temptation Island and we got engaged, it was totally unacceptable to me because I felt like he hadn't changed and he'll just continue to do it again. And it just really hurt my feelings. So when we went on your podcast in November, um, we had started seeing each other again he kept saying that he was so sorry that he's changing it's gonna be okay and I really wanted it to be okay because I wanted us to be the fairy tale couple we were the only ones that made it out of our season together like we had a lot of support yes there were a lot of people that criticized our relationship a lot of people thought that he would never change um but I wanted to believe so bad that we couldn't make it work especially after over five years together so after we go on your podcast, we say everything's all good. We're still engaged. And shortly after that, he wins like a sponsored trip for Amazon FBA from this company. And he decides to buy a plane ticket across the world to Dubai. And he tells me that he's going to be traveling for six months or longer abroad. And he didn't even ask me if this was okay. So he kind of just like decided to leave and not ask his fiance like hey is this okay with you but regardless of that I wanted to support his happiness and I wanted him to feel like he was on this like self journey across the world to really grow himself but I still had some doubts like I still didn't fully trust him um at the end of the day I accepted it I told him okay if this is what's going to make you happy if this is what you feel is going to help you grow then I'm on board with it as long as you stay loyal to me. Just, we'll have phone calls every night. It's going to be totally fine. And 
we agreed to that. But then literally the week of him leaving, he decides to drop a bombshell on me being like, hey, I know I'm about to leave. And I think we should explore other people. I don't really want to be tied down. I'm going to be gone for a while. I think we should just remain best friends. And so I was super hurt by that, Steve. Well, yeah, you were engaged at that time, right? I mean, you hadn't ended the engagement, right? No. Well, at that point, I was like, absolutely, like, this doesn't feel like an engagement. Yeah. Like, like I'm not even just your girlfriend. I'm your fiancé. And this, and this trip to Dubai was around December of last year, 2020, end of last year? When he yes. Said, when he said he's about to leave? Okay. Yeah. And... So when you guys came on in November, this Dubai trip hadn't happened yet. He hadn't told you about it yet. You didn't even know about this. It was about a month later is when it when it all came down. So he tells you about this yeah. Dubai trip. When he tells you about this and he says, I'm going to be gone for six months, did he say, you know, I know he mentioned to you that, hey, we'll talk every night and we'll message. But did he say, I want you to come out for, you know, a month at a time or maybe come out for a couple of weeks? Was there Were there plans for you to go visit him on, you know, more than one occasion? It was talked about, but it was never really solidified. He's like, maybe you can come visit me at some point. Um, but by the time he was like, I want to explore other people. I don't really want to be tied down. I don't want to like mess up and cheat on you. So I think it's best that we just explore other people and remain best friends. Which honestly, whenever I tell this story to my friends, they're like, Iris, that's code for he wants to go fuck other girls across the world. Sounds like it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, if I would have known about this, I probably would have told you that at the time. Like, this doesn't sound like something where he really wants to keep things working with you. And yeah, he's going to be away from you for six months. He didn't even make plans to be like, no, I'm leaving for six months. But Iris, you're going to come visit me in January and you're going to come visit me in March. It just it was it was very kind of half ass put together. And it. Yeah. Now it, it certainly sounds like that. So you're in a position where you're just like, all right, well, I guess. I guess now we're seeing other people or we have the uh, the options to see other people. So what did you do at that point? So I was really upset, but I accepted it. I was thinking that I just need to move on. This is really toxic. It's not a healthy relationship. If he truly loved me, he wouldn't stand to be away from me for that long, especially when we just got engaged. So I remember... He left for Dubai, and I decided to leave for Fort Lauderdale in Florida with my family. And I decided to go see Jillian from season four up in West Palm because we're besties. Yes. I love that girl. Yes. She's been on your podcast, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I go see Jillian, and I tell her the whole story, and she is just appalled. She's like, Iris, <laughs> this is not okay behavior. He was your fiance. He just left you. And then he dropped that bomb on you right before he left. Like, that is totally unacceptable. And I was like, yeah, I know. Like, I really just want to move on at this point. I don't really know what to do. And she recommended that I go on this website called whatsyourprice.com, <laughs> and which is like, <clears throat> oh, yeah, go ahead. You know, I was going to say, just explain to people what whatsyourprice.com is. Yes. So it's kind of this website where there's all these baller dudes and they're basically bidding for a date with a quality woman and they pay for the date. They 
pay you also on top of that. And you don't necessarily have to sleep with them or anything. You can just eat with them, feel the vibe, and see if you want to continue seeing each other. So um, a lot of people can just, like, eat, get their money, not see the person again. Or if they vibe, they can, like, continue to see the person and see where things lead to. Gotcha. So on something like this, obviously I've never I've never been on whatsyourprice.com having spoken to you and gotten an, a, somewhat of an idea of it. This is not some sort of escort service. This is just you are accepting money from a man who just wants to basically take care of you, um, money wise, like buy you something. Like you said, it's it's a it's a meetup, but you're the meetup is he's paying for whatever you guys are doing, whether it's coffee or dinner, and he's also giving you a flat fee on top of it. So do you have to go into this site yes. and establish like I will not accept anybody for less than X amount of dollars? Is that how it works? Girls could maybe put that in their bio, um, but I kind of left my bio a little bit blank, and I was just seeing, like, who had bid the highest. <laughs> and it's so funny. I even used a fake name um, because I was, like, terrified that there could be serial killers out there or kidnappers or just dangerous dudes. Yeah. And I didn't want my personal info out there. So I used a fake name, and um, I used, like, just photos from Instagram that were already on the Internet. Yeah. And I was like, okay, let's, let's see how this goes. I was honestly so nervous. I, I, I actually want to know, what, what was your fake name that you used? I want to know what it was. <laughs> it was Crystal. Crystal? <laughs> yeah. Crystal with a K or Crystal with a C? With a K. With a K. Okay. <laughs> um, so did you get bombarded, like, with requests? Like, how do you – because I know on – like this, Oh, yeah. On any dating site – I was site, shocked. If you're an attractive woman on any dating site, it's just – it's shooting fish in a barrel for you guys because most guys are just, you know, sending out that initial email and they're just, you have your pick of the litter essentially. So you get bombarded with guys and you're going through profiles and then what, how many did you choose? Did you only go on one? I, how did it work with you? So it was funny. Literally the day I made a profile, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I've never done this before. I've never even met up with anyone on like Tinder or Hinge. Like I've never used dating apps right yeah <laughs> and literally um like same day 10 dudes send offers but what stood out to me was this one guy named ryan he had the highest bid for 500 dollars for brunch and he was actually my age and really hot and a lot of the guys on these sites tend to be like 50 or older you don't know if they're married um but they're usually not like my aesthetic type. <laughs> like Ryan was my aesthetic type. Gotcha. And I was like really impressed. I was like, oh wow, he's hot and he's my age. Like, what's the catch here? <laughs> yeah. Could could he be catfishing me? What's going on? So when you did this, were you back in Seattle at the time or were you still in Florida? So when I made the profile, I was still in Florida. And I remember even showing it to Jillian and being like, look, there's this guy who's actually totally my type and he's my age. And he sent me this bid. Like, I feel like I'm going to meet up with him when we're back in Seattle. And she was like, you should absolutely do that. <laughs> okay. So, so like we message a little bit, we set a date for brunch. And then when I come back to Seattle, we decide to meet up and he chose brunch at the four seasons, which I thought was really awesome. So you have, how does this, I mean, this is fascinating for people out there that don't know this world of mm -hmm. 
of these kind of websites. So you meet at the Four Seasons. Does How does the payment work? Does he pay you straight up cash right up front before everything starts, or how does it work? So you ask for half up front mm. and then the rest at the end of the date. But is it up to the? It's up to you. I mean, you could have asked for all of it up front if you wanted to, correct? It's up however you want to do it, right? Or is it? Is that standard? I actually like read the rules on this site about how to go about it, and that's what they recommended. So oh. I was like, oh, okay, cool. There's like a standard rule. Okay, all right. I didn't know that. <laughs> okay, so you you guys have lunch, and this was yeah. And I was so scared. Like I showed up 45 minutes late because I started like panicking and thinking that he could be a serial killer. Or he could try to do something bad to me. And so I tried to chicken out and cancel a little bit. But he was like, no, I'm not a serial killer. I promise you. I really just want to meet you. And I literally show up 45 minutes late. <laughs> and I even valet my car on top of it because I didn't know if he'd be dangerous. And I, I told the valet attendant, hey, if, um, oh, hey, I'm going on a blind date right now mm -hmm. at this brunch spot. And if I don't come out call the police. <laughs> so you had you hadn't even FaceTimed Ryan beforehand. You had just talked and texted, but you didn't even ask to FaceTime just to see like I want to make sure this guy's real. No, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> I probably should have yeah. done that yeah, honestly. You, yeah, you probably should have done that. Just just so you wouldn't have gotten to that point at you know, telling the valet person, "Hey, if I don't come out, call the cops." Um but Yeah, but honestly, even if it wasn't a catfish, I think I'd just still be skeptical that he could have ulterior motives, even if he is a hot guy. Yeah. So you have lunch at the Four Seasons, and you he pays for the lunch. He pays you your $500, and then, then what happens? Because this was December. This was right after – I mean, not right after, but seemingly a few weeks after Luke had left and had said, hey, we should see other people. So you, you do that. Then what happens next with Ryan? Yeah, so Ryan ended up being super sweet, really kind – um, honestly, he's brilliant too. He's very smart. And I was surprised by that. I was like, oh my gosh, he's actually really cool. I feel so bad that I showed up so late for this date. Cause we ended up only sitting down and having a date for 15 minutes. Cause he had a meeting after. And so I basically got all the food he hadn't even eaten. And it was like two, three course meals, bottomless mimosas. And I was like, this is amazing. And then he's like, I'm so sorry. I have to leave. But, like, I'm glad that you feel more comfortable now that we met and um, you can enjoy everything. And, yeah, he pays me. So I was like, wow, he's probably never going to call me again, honestly, because I showed up so late and that was super rude of me. Um, but totally fine. Like, I could probably do this more. <laughs> and then literally the next day he calls me again and he's like, hey, Iris, um, I hope you feel more at ease after meeting me. I would love to see you again. So when he says that, are you thinking, well, I can get another $500 out of him? Or <laughs> like, how does it, how is your mind working of, okay, he wants to, is it automatically assumed? Like, well, to see me again, you, you know, you have to pay for me. Like, I, how does it work? Yeah. So I felt like, that could be a possibility, but like I wanted to get to know him just a little bit more. So we continued talking over text and phone calls. And I was like, hey, like, what's the catch here? Why are you on the site? You're like a young, good looking dude. You're really smart. You're really cool. Um, you're not awkward. 
what's the catch? <laughs> and he was like, there's not really a catch, but I do feel I have to disclose to you that I am a dom. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, like BDSM kind of dom. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, so what does that mean? And he tells me that he has a sex dungeon. He's really into like the dom sub dynamic in the bedroom. And he's hoping to meet someone like that who's really interested in that kind of kink too. <laughs> okay. And, th and th so this is for, for those that, uh, you know, I guess are new to this. Again, this is straight out of Fifty Shades of Grey. He's Christian Grey at this point, <laughs> right? <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. And he tells you he has a sex dungeon. And what's your reaction? Have, first off, have you been involved in anything like this in your life before? Had you? Were you into no. doms? Did you know what a dom was? Were you into them? Like, where were you at when he tells you this? So I kind of knew what a dom was, but not completely i'd heard about it before like in pop culture on the internet um but honestly i was very fascinated i was excited but i also was nervous i was like wait like what's expected of me um like am i going to be safe um i'm going to be like tied up um, i'm going to be like paddled or whatever <laughs> like what's going to happen <laughs> and um i honestly was like down to try it out i was like okay at some point yes like we we can try your sex dungeon as we get to know each other more <laughs> okay so you weren't, um, you weren't against it which is basically you were like I, yes i wasn't like okay no i was I'm, like I'm out. hell yeah this sounds really cool but like i hope it's i hope everything works out i hope it's safe <laughs> okay so then there is something that happens between you and luke you know, this was December of 2022. You meet Ryan, you go through all this. And then yeah. Luke, while out in Dubai, contacts you. And in, I think you said, Feb. I think you told me February. Tell me, yeah, so actually, tell me what that I, happened there. I posted all these brunch stories from the Four Seasons and tagged like my location as the Four Seasons. Um, I didn't put Ryan in them, but I posted the food. And Luke calls me shortly after like I get done talking to Ryan about the Dom stuff and he's like, Hey, I saw your stories. You're at the Four Seasons Hotel. What's that all about? And I was like, honestly, I don't have to tell you about my personal dating life or anything anymore. Like we're exploring other people. You can go off and do your own thing and I can do the same. But Luke <laughs> just decides to be toxic and he's like oh well you can tell me if you fucked other people because I already have and I was so hurt by that I was like wait what you've fucked other people and he was like yeah so like you can tell me if you have and me being really hurt and deciding to be super toxic back which I hate being that way I just decided to throw it back at him. Even though I hadn't done anything, I was like, oh, yeah, well, you know what? I've slept with someone, too. And you know what? He's awesome. He's cool. His name's Ryan. He's a dom, and he's a sex dungeon. <laughs> you tell Luke this. Even though you hadn't explored it yet, you told Luke about it right away. Yes. And I was like, he's really hot, and he's like a Christian Grey. And, yeah, so that's where I'm at. And it's just super toxic. 
we should never get to that point, especially if two people love each other. Like, we shouldn't want to hurt each other. And um, so we keep that up for a few hours, but then, like, we call each other again, and then Luke's like, honestly, I haven't fucked anyone. And I was like, okay, well, I haven't either. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, "Why, why do we have to be that way? And he's like, I don't know, but I'm so sorry. He's like, honestly, I only want you. I want to be fully monogamous. And, like, hearing that really hurt me. So I really want to get back together with you. And honestly, like, I felt like I just wanted things to work out between us so bad. Because after that much time, after all the years we've spent together, we did the show. We got engaged on the show. I just wanted it to work between us. So I was like, yeah, I want to be with you, too. And he's like, okay, like, I'm going to prove to you that I'm going to be monogamous. And I think that you should come out here and see me when I get to Thailand. And I was like, in my head, I already knew that there were so many red flags. But I just wanted us to end up together after all this time. So I said, okay, like, let's do it. And I was like, when can I see you? And he's like, February, I'll be in Thailand. And then he's like, I'll, I'll pay for your ticket coming here. And I was like, okay, cool. So then I contact Ryan. I tell him, Hey, I'm so sorry. Like I'm going to probably figure things out with my, um, with my ex. And like, we're going to see if we're meant to be together or not, but, um, I wish you well. And like, thank you so much for taking the time to get to know me. Okay. And so Luke and I talk on the phone during this time up until Thailand. And then I, I go out there and we have such an amazing time. Like we're riding motorbikes every day. We're going to the beach a lot. We're taking all this content together. Um, it was just amazing up until five days before the trip ends. And we're literally there together for like three weeks. so five days before the trip ends i um i'm on his laptop and i see all these messages from all these girls because he lent me his laptop to download some photos that we took together and then i see a notification pop up on whatsapp and i'm like hmm like who's he messaging on whatsapp and me with all the baggage that's happened in the past of catching him messaging other girls throughout the years i just can't help but like decide to click on it (laughs) and i see all these girls that he's messaging in thailand i'm like holy shit he he's been talking all these women this is horrible and like i'm now seeing him in thailand that's disgusting so you basically catch him red-handed and did he try to talk his way out of it or did he say, you know, I, I, you know, I'm sorry. How did it, when you confronted him with, you literally flew me out here yet you've been cheating on me. Yes. And literally I found out on one of the messages of the girls he was talking to that he slept with them because her message said, well, if I knew you had a girlfriend or fiance, I wouldn't have slept with you. And so, like, that confirmed for me that he actually did sleep with someone. 
Um, I don't know if there was anyone else that he slept with, but that one message was enough for me to be like, you're absolutely disgusting. And even just all the messages I saw, I thought it was so disgusting. Um, so I literally closed his laptop with the messages open and I don't erupt or anything. I just go to sleep. He's already sleeping. I wake up in the morning. I go down to the pool of the place that we're staying at and I swim for like an hour or so. And then Luke calls me in the morning. He has probably opened his laptop by this time because he has to work on his business and he sees that I saw all those messages and he calls me and he's like, Hey, where are you? And I'm like, I'm at the pool. So he comes down. He sits next to me. I'm at a pool chair. And I look at him. I'm literally like, Hey Luke, I need to end things with you. And then he just like sighs and he's like, I'm so sorry, Iris. And I was like, I know, I understand that, but I really just want to move on at this point. And I know that we still have five days left here together in Thailand. And I still want it to be fun. I want it to be cool. But just know that I'm very disappointed in you. And he just like nods his head. And we go back to the room because I want to shower after swimming. And he just like breaks down and starts crying. And so did you spend the last five days there or did you just like, did you actually try and make it not work, but try and make it, I don't know, enjoyable for five days or you just were like, yeah, I was like super cool about it because honestly at that point I was just exhausted and so over it and kind of disgusted, but like we still were best friends through our relationship. I'm not just going to completely cut him out like that. I just can't be with him as, a significant other yeah like I, I didn't respect him anymore at that point all the respect of having him as my partner was gone so that ends in february obviously you you fly home and then i'm assuming things you know you you tell ryan about it and you say hey things <laughs> change of plans uh you know my fiance boyfriend whatever you call it my ex cheated on me i'm i'm open to you know, hanging out again. And then, um, and then what happens with Ryan? Yeah. So by the time I contact Ryan, I'd cut off all communication with Luke and Ryan and I were texting, we're talking on the phone, we're getting to know each other again. And like, he's stoked because like he was looking forward to hearing from me and I was really glad that he wasn't seeing anyone yet. So um, I invite him to a St. Patrick's Day party and we go out and we totally just vibe the whole night. We have so much fun. It just felt effortless. And this is another transactional. Does he pay you at, uh, at this party or for this um, no, time? Not, not for this party actually. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like we have the best time ever and it just felt effortless. And then we decide like, that we want to see each other again. And then he tells me more about the dungeon that he has. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I've never done this before. I'm really fascinated, but I'm also nervous, but I want to try it out. 
Like, I'm down by this point. <laughs> but also, even, like, leading up to this point, like, I was allowing myself to, like, go on little dates with other guys and playing the field a little because I didn't just want to run to the first person yeah. that comes my way. All guys off of the website? No, actually. Oh, okay. So these are just other <laughs> maybe, Yeah, maybe some DMs from Instagram from people in Seattle or gotcha. mutual friends. Yeah. Okay. So essentially, whatever happened with the other dates just kind of – they ran its course and yeah, you, you decided I didn't feel any connection. Okay. So you decided that Ryan is someone that you want to pursue and, but you've never been part of this lifestyle before. You've never been with anyone who was a Dom. You never been into a sex dungeon before. I guess my question is, is it like the movie? Is his dungeon red? Is it painted red? <laughs> is it a red room? It, it's really funny because the walls are actually painted red. Okay. So it is a red room. Okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not, we're, we don't need to get into, you gotta ask. yeah, I mean, I, it's just all I know about it is from the movie. I mean, I, and I only saw the first one. I didn't see two and I think there was three of those, but I only saw the first one, but I, I, I get the picture of, of what it is. Um, but you're not someone who had any sort of experience in this world whatsoever. So you don't need to no, go into not at all. <laughs> you don't know need to go into detail, but you clearly have now experienced the dungeon and yes. on numerous occasions where where what are your feelings on it? Is it something that you are absolutely love? Do you see yourself in this world now or is it just something just to I don't know spice up uh you know sex life with somebody? Oh my gosh, I absolutely loved it. <laughs> I didn't know I would love it so much. It was so much fun. What, what, we have like Okay, I got questions. What did you love what did you love about it? What is the what is the appeal to it? Honestly, like I feel that naturally I'm already kind of a submissive person. Like I'm a little bit more soft spoken, um, kind of shy at first. Hmm. And so I just love when a man can like take charge and let me be submissive and they're just dominant over me hmm. it just it's totally my vibe i love it and then i love the whole like calling him daddy aspect him telling me i'm a good girl like it's such a vibe for me <laughs> <laughs> but also there's like excitement too in like the handcuffs are like hanging from the ceiling and like not knowing what's going to happen Okay, you're hanging from the ceiling in the red room, like, <laughs> yes. like from your from your arms or your feet or where, and you're from my arms. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting. I don't really know how to explain it, but it's it's really fun. There's like different machines in there. There's different equipment. Yeah, it's all exciting. <laughs> okay, so you've just you've just kind of, I don't know, succumbed to this lifestyle. Like, or this, this particular, it's not a life, it's a kink is what it is. Yeah, it's, it's a kink. kink. Yeah, it's a kink. <laughs> but you had no idea, you were never into this, you had never experienced it, you never been with anybody that was even close to this type of uh, sexual background, and now you're sold, you're in, you're in on it. Yeah. You, you like it. Yes, love it. <laughs> and you and Ryan have been together ever since, right? Since Yes. Since March? Yes, yeah, so we decided to go to Japan. Um, my girlfriend, Anne, 
she really wants to go to Japan. She also like has some sponsored content. And then Ryan also is like, yeah, I want to go to Japan. So he like offers to fly me out there and take care of me. And we all do this like Japan trip together. Um, and we have the best time ever. We go exploring all over the place in Japan. And then right after that, we decide to go to Hawaii and then Vegas. And we realize we can travel together and always have a good time. And we get along so well. We communicate so well. I think it really does say a lot if you can travel for long periods of time with another person and never get tired of them. And he's based in the Pacific Northwest, right? He lives next to you or close to you? Yes. Okay. Yes, he's also in Seattle. So I guess the question that I have, and I think a lot of people listening probably have, is just the fact of because you met on What's Your Price and it became this, it was a transactional relationship to start out with where his time with you, he had to pay for. But now that you guys have become a couple, you are... Uh, I think you told me you're you're officially boyfriend and girlfriend. You met his family last a uh, couple weekends ago, or maybe last weekend. Yes, he took me to Sarasota in Florida, and then we kind of also went to West Palm to see Jillian in Miami. But basically, when we were at his family's place in Sarasota, he asked me to officially be his girlfriend. So <laughs> it was so cute. <laughs> so does that turn into uh, you guys? I'm assuming are both off of. You don't have any profiles on whatyourprice.com anymore, right? You, you're, oh, you're off we, that. I actually haven't checked that thing in forever. I, okay. I just need to delete it by now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's, you, you know, you guys are official, your boyfriend and girlfriend, but is there still a transactional part of your relationship? Is he still paying you monthly? So he, like, takes care of me and gives me an allowance because he just likes to take care of me. It might be some kind of like a, a dom aspect. Hmm. And honestly, like it's very sweet. I think he just wants to take care of me. Um, but it's never about the money. I really do truly love him. And even if he wants to stop doing that, I wouldn't care. Okay. Cause that was my next question. If he is part of the appeal of him, this monthly allowance that you get and you're saying no. If it stopped tomorrow, you wouldn't care. Exactly. Um, and it's also just such a contrast to how my relationship was with Luke. Um, I mentioned this on Casey's podcast too, but like there were so many instances where Luke was just so cheap with me. Um, he got better throughout the years for sure, but there'd be like one-off instances every now and then where it would literally be embarrassing, like in front of my friends. Hmm. Yeah, so having like someone like Ryan be a provider and want to take care of me, it it just feels amazing, and I'm so appreciative and grateful for it because I didn't have that before. And is this like a monthly deposit at the same time every month? How does this work? Or is, um, it, or is it just like, yes, hey, here's some like money? A, sometimes it can be like, hey, here's some money, or maybe like I'll just get like a surprise like deposit at the end of the month, but... Like, really, he just loves taking care of me. Okay. Now, the other thing that's come out of this relationship, which is certainly interesting, you know, you talked about him being a dom and you're into this world and you were, you know. Yeah. Oh, and now we're in love, too. He said, I love you last week. (laughs) Oh, well, there you go. So now you you guys are in love and 
what you guys are doing together now is starting a business kind of kind of based off of this kink, I guess. So yes. why, why don't you fill <laughs> everyone in on what business you guys have now started together? Yeah, absolutely. So I had this idea kind of based on our relationship that like everyone has a kink, right? And if they don't, they're lying. <laughs> I think there's always something that gets someone off. Yeah. Um, and ours is like the dom sub relationship. We absolutely love it. And I kind of felt in the beginning, like this kink was a little bit taboo and I didn't know if I could like talk about it with people or be open about it. But honestly, I don't want to hide it. Like I'm, I love it. I have a loving partner who's really good to me and I want to be able to share it with people and I don't want anyone to feel like they can't be accepted for their kink. So I kind of came up with this idea to have an adult entertainment website where people can be open about their kinks and create content for it and also get paid for it by consumers. And I really do think that it's a community where so many people can feel more accepted and not feel bad about having specific kinks. And what is this site? It is called kinkstars.com. And with kinkstars, it's not it's not ready to go yet. I think you told me a couple more weeks before it's it's up and functioning, correct? Yes, right now we do have a waitlist. So if anyone wants to type in kinkstars.com, they can join the waitlist and um, they should get an email notification as to when it'll be ready. And is that is it also going to be an app or is it just going to be a website? So actually um, like adult content is not allowed on the App Store. Oh. Like even like OnlyFans, like Pornhub, they don't have an app. That's okay. Um, so it's all like web-based. So we're creating a web app and okay. it's going to be on there. Okay. So somebody that is interested in kink stars, what, so they're signing up when, when this thing is fully functional and ready to go in a few weeks, what is somebody signing up for? Like you say some particular person has a kink and they sign it and they sign on to kinkstars.com. Are they creating their own stuff or are they going on to view stuff or both? So you can go on as both. You can be a creator or a consumer. Gotcha. And what's awesome, though, is that the creators that come onto our platform, they get to keep 100% of their revenue. We don't take anything from that because I don't want to take advantage of all of my creators. So I think that's definitely like a game changer for a lot of creators in this field. So it's different from OnlyFans in that way, in that OnlyFans takes a whatever percentage of the creator's yeah, content. Yeah, twenty percent. They get twenty. Okay. So now, if these people set up a subscription for their viewers or their followers, that's where you guys make your money on this. Yeah. So we're going to have memberships, and that's where we make our our money on that. But they get to keep whatever price points that they set for people to pay for their content, they get to keep all of that. How many people have set sent in a, uh, are on the waiting list right now? How many people, obviously this is just getting, I think when you spoke with Casey earlier this week, I think outside of, you know, you and Ryan's inner circle of people that may know about it, that was probably the first public mention of kinkstars.com 
It was, yes. Okay. So, <laughs> so I mean, honestly, we've been getting so many surprise signups. It's crazy. I have to check the numbers again, but like, I'm honestly shocked because even when we didn't go on Casey's um, or when Casey's podcast didn't air, we were already getting surprise signups without even sharing it anywhere. So I feel like people are kind of just searching for kink stuff and they're into it and they decide to sign up. So we were pretty shocked at that. Would you say you're competing with OnlyFans or you're just kind of a um, an, an, an offshoot or a, a different branch of OnlyFans? Because it's centered So we do see similar. how like there's similarities to it, but honestly, I don't consider them necessarily that much of a competition because we are based on the organization of different kinks. So there's going to be different kink categories and it's going to cater to whatever the consumer likes, whatever kink that they're into, they can search for a creator that corresponds to that kink. Gotcha. Okay. And this is something that, you know, you got, you, you and Ryan have gone in together on this. You guys are like the co creators of this. Yeah, so I'm going to be CEO, and he is funding the company. He's an investor, and we're we're making it happen. Well, I mean, this is, like I said, it, it came out Monday publicly for the first time, but now obviously more people are going to hear about it. Um, and yeah. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to have you on because I knew about, you know, the Luke breakup, and obviously then this, then this came in, and, you know, in talking to you over the last – you know, a couple months with Temptation Island starting last night. It was like perfect time to bring on Iris, fill everybody yeah. in on what's going on. Because like you said, you were the only successful thing that came out of last season. Of- I know. We were supposed to see the fairy tale couple. <laughs> but like, honestly, I really wanted to tell my side yeah. of things. I, I was quiet for so long. Um, well, just because like, s- like I wanted to like keep my he- head held high, kind of be classy about it. That's naturally who I am. But I've been getting so many phone calls from random friends and random people just saying that Luke has been calling them like through Instagram or whatever. And some of these people have only met him once. And they're like, yeah, he's been like venting to me, kind of bashing you, saying that like you've moved on way too quick or you're like doing all this like stuff with this new guy now. And it's just it's not cool. Like. I don't like that he's bashing you because you're my friend. So I just kind of wanted to say my side. Yeah, and you know, when you came on in November, like you said, you had this whole thing that happened four months earlier in July that you never even brought up to me. Um, exactly. And he urged me not to bring it up. Yeah. Um, and, you know, look, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm mad at you for it. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, you just, it, it's something that whole point of that podcast was to tell everybody you're in a better space and you guys had reconciled bringing yeah. up, bringing up that, Oh, he was texting with another woman four months ago. It just what nobody would have bought it, you know? Exactly. And like, now I understand that like I was literally being gaslit. Well, I, and I, and, you know, look, when I, when I interview guys in November, I was look fresh off the show. I kind of took the same um, attitude that maybe someone like like Ash did when she called Luke out at your reunion show and basically said, I don't trust this guy whatsoever. And I even asked you about it when I had you and Luke on. I'm like, where did that come from with Ash? She, like, hates Luke. And, 
you guys both said, like, yeah, I don't know where that came from. I don't know what the deal with Ash was. But it seemed like Ash ended up, I don't know, being right in all this. Like, she had something that she yeah. just didn't that she just didn't trust Luke. And look, when I interview guys in November, I first to admit, like, he convinced me. I was sold. I was sold that he realized what he did. He realized he had made a mistake and he was going to do everything he can to win you back, which was going to have to be a lot considering his past and the texting of other women. Yeah. And, and after I got off that phone call with you guys, I was like, I was hoping that you guys would make it. I liked both of you. I really liked the way Luke took ownership of what he did. And then, yeah, it's disappointing uh, to hear that he did it again. But that allows, yeah. you, that allows you to move on with your life now. And this is what you choose to do. Um, I, you know, Exactly. I, and honestly, I think Ash was coming from a place of really caring for me because like on the show, like we, we had our, our girl group of girlfriends. We were like sisters and I just truly feel like she just thought I deserved better and he was treating me poorly. So like, I understand that. And I was never that mad about her, about attacking him at the reunion, but clearly she was right. (laughs) Well, since Temptation Island debuted season five last night, premiered season five last night, just not to talk about last night's episode, but just overall, yeah, the whole idea of, of, of Temptation Island, like we said, you and Luke were the only successful couple. Um, Hanya and Ash broke up. LaSalle's and Ashley broke up. Edgar and Jillian broke up. You said you're very still, you're still very close to Jillian. Do you speak mm-hmm. with Do you speak with Ash or Ashley or Lascelles or Edgar? Do you ever hear from any of those people, or is it just Yeah. Okay. So I still talk to Ashley. I love that girl. We are like kind of similar in the sense that we're both like sweet, kind of soft spoken. She is amazing. Um, we she, still keep in touch. And she's in a new relationship, correct? Yes, she is. I'm so happy for her. Like she deserves all the happiness in the world. She has a heart of gold. <laughs> what is LaSalle's up to? Do you know? Um, LaSalle's just became a fireman, which is pretty awesome. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I feel like he's been focusing so much on that. So I'm really proud of him there. I was like never enemies with LaSalle's. I honestly like have never felt anything bad towards him. I just didn't like how he treated Ashley on the show. But I think they're both in better places now. And, you know, you said you and Jillian still BFFs. I saw pictures recently. We talk you guys every before. day. <laughs> yeah. And she's she's doing well for herself. Um, yes, Edgar, she's living her best life. Edgar's not part of her life. They're not together, obviously. But are they still in touch? Are they friendly? Where, or have they gone Yeah, they're still ways? cool with each other. Okay. Um, I think they check up on each other every now and then. But they're still cool with each other. I remember even after the show, after we got done with the reunion – like we were still all hanging out together and it was totally fine. They're still very much amicable. And then the, th- the other couple that I, it always seemed like they were on the outs with everybody else. I don't know. Um, what was Hanya, yeah. was Hanya and Ash. They just seemed to not fit in. Um, you know, I don't, have you spoken to either of them or do you know what either of them is up to since last you last heard from them or since we last saw them on the reunion show? So I haven't talked to Ash in a while. I think she just kind of does her own thing. She isn't really all over social media or anything. She's kind of more to herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and same with Hanya. I think the last time I remember I called him, I think 
like a month or two after the reunion just to check up on him. Like me and him were cool. And I think we'll always be cool. It's just he also keeps more to himself. So this whole thing is is pretty crazy when you look back on it, this whole idea of Temptation Island. But I, I think, I mean, you can, can you believe it's been how long it's been since you filmed it, since it aired, all that's gone on in your I life? I know. When, when, yeah, it's consumed a <laughs> lot of my life, actually, and I never knew that would happen. But it was such a crazy experience. And even though things between me and Luke didn't necessarily work out, like I do wish him the best. And... I had an incredible time on that island that I will never forget. Yeah, this is something that, you know, memories will last a lifetime. What about um what about the ring? Do you still have the ring? Did you have to give it back? How does it work on that show? I do still have the ring. So mm. <laughs> I don't really know what I'm gonna do with it. I've thought about selling it. We'll see if that happens, but as of right now it's just sitting on my dresser. But you don't have to give it back to the show or anything like that. Or no. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, a lot has happened. You So you filmed season four, gosh, when? Um, we filmed like end of August through September of 2021. 2021. So we're coming up on, we're coming up on two years uh, since you filmed that. And then, you know, it aired in 2022 and all that. I just, it is, yeah. it, it's, <laughs> it, it's crazy to think. I mean, you were. Do you keep in touch with any of the singles? Who was the who was the guy talking about his dick all the Oh, Deke. Yeah, that's right. Oh, Deke. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, me and Deke are still cool. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah. And um my homie Tevin, he was one of the singles on the show. We're literally like also best friends. And we talk all the time. We talk multiple times a week and he's like my best guy friend. And who was the guy that I had on my podcast that was the single that Jillian was involved with? What was his name again? Tommy. Tommy. What's up with yeah. him? Anybody heard from him? Me and Tommy are cool. Um, he's always the homie. He did ask me, like, what happened with you and Luke? And I did have to tell him, like, oh, yeah, this happened. But, like, I wish him the best. I'm in a better place now. I'm a lot happier. And, like, he's really happy for me. Because he... Yeah, I think Tommy always respected me, and I always respected him, too. What about, um, obviously, nothing going on. Do Tommy and Jillian keep in touch at all, or no? No, no. they don't. Okay. Um, I, I Actually, I think I saw at some point, did, is Tommy in a new relationship? I thought he was at yes, one point. Yes, he is. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay I've met him. his girlfriend. She's really nice. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, I thought I, I, thought I saw that, but... Yeah, I'm really interested to see how this season plays out because I... Me too. Have you seen the first episode as we record this or no? You haven't seen it yet. Um, I still have to watch it, actually. Okay, so you haven't seen it. But I, I know that there's that red light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I had Mark on last week. We talked about it. Um, they do they do switch things up in the first episode. Uh, people that watched it last night, because you and I are recording on Tuesday. So you haven't seen it yet. I got to see uh, the screener for it. There's some things that they really switched up that I think were good uh, additions to the show. Number one, you know, the red light the red light thing doesn't start until, you know, everything is split up. You know, it's not it, it, oh, okay. it doesn't happen in the first episode because people aren't. But a couple of things that they switched up in the first episode. Number one, they don't show the arrival on the boat. 
They they just they cut don't. they just cut all that out. You literally see the first time we see oh, the couple. So I heard that there's new directors this season too. Okay, that then that's probably why. And I really like. I mean, not that there was anything wrong with the boat. It was just literally filler. The literally the first time we see all four couples is as Mark is bringing them into one of the villas, and then yeah. um, when the couples sit on the stage. And the singles come out. Number one, there's only eight singles of each sex, not 12. Yeah, I saw that. So there's only eight. On like the teasers. Yeah. So there's only eight guys and eight, eight, eight men and eight women, which means there's going to be less eliminations. And as I told Mark last week, I'm like, Mark, yeah, when you had 12 and 12, it's like we kind of knew when he said, all right, first elimination has to happen right now. It's like we kind of yeah. we kind of knew who was going home because they weren't getting any screen time. You know, it's just like okay, exactly. We didn't get to know so get them. Get rid of some dead weight. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get to know them, and I feel like we're going to get to know a lot more about the singles this season than in probably the previous four seasons. That's what I've heard. I heard that we learn more about like their personal lives and their love lives. So yeah. I think that's going to be really interesting and cool because it gives everyone more screen time. Yeah, and yeah. also I saw in one of the teasers that at the singles mixer that they're combining everyone this time. Yeah, so when the uh, when the yeah. couple when the couples come out on stage and then they bring out the singles in the first four seasons, that's when the singles would like walk the catwalk and give some cheesy line about how they were going to steal your man or whatever. And they mm-hmm. don't do any of that. What they do is once they bring all the singles out, Mark just says, "We're going to have a party with everybody right now." So all the couples, <laughs> all the couples, and all the singles get to all talk to each other. So not only do the women that are in the couples get to start talking early to the single men, but some of the women are talking to the other women that are going to be pursuing their men. So I think it's a really cool dynamic versus what they did in the past seasons, which was we just need the singles' names. They introduce themselves, they say a cheesy line, and then you guys go back, and you and Luke and all the couples get you know ten minutes left. And then, yeah. and then you split up. Oh my up. gosh, that's so, literally insane. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine like partying with someone who's about to fuck your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you, I mean, as people saw in the episode last night, there was already immediately like one of the girls looking over and seeing her guy talking to one of the single girls, and then she's going to talk to him. Like, well, what'd you think of her? Like, already immediately starting to get like you're witnessing them. You like you knew they were talking to them on your season and stuff like that, but you didn't actually witness it. You got to see it. And then, like I said, some of the women are talking to the single women, like trying to, you know, kind of break them down and see like, huh, is this one going to be after my man or not? Like, it's a really, Oh my goodness. It's a great twist. I like, I like that is a great twist. Honestly, if that happened on my season, I wouldn't know how to act. (laughs) Yeah. Like would, would Luke have come up to you and said, Hey, you know, and pulled you aside to like, Hey, well, you know, which guy do you like the best or whatever? You know, that, and that's where you, yeah. you got Yeah, I think I would just night. be, like, ultra aware and, like, closed off. Yeah. Because I wouldn't want to, like, disrespect Luke in front of his eyes. <laughs> but Yeah, I mean, you were – it took you a few episodes to warm up last year. If I remember correctly, you oh, were, yeah, you I were was very, very reserved. Yeah, you were very reserved. It wasn't until, like, Deke showed up where you kind of came out of – your shell a little bit because you felt like oh my gosh, I kind of know I this guy. Blacked out, <laughs> but <laughs> like I've always thought Deke was so hilarious um, ever since season two aired, and then seeing him on social media. Yeah. But I remember b- before that party started, production was literally feeding me shots in my bathroom, and I was the only girlfriend in there. Like none of the other <laughs> castmates were in there, and they were just like 
taking turns taking shots with me and by the time the party starts i'm like oh my god i'm wasted right now <laughs> like <laughs> i don't know how to act and then they bring out deke and they knew that um in a previous interview they asked me which single from all the seasons do you vibe with the most and i said deke and they were like why and i was like because he's fucking hilarious <laughs> And so when they bring him out, they already knew they got me blacked out. And I just see him. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's Deke. And I jump on him. Yeah, I remember you and... You ran and jumped into his arms, I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, like kind of embarrassing. But also like <laughs> now when I watch that, I laugh at it. And I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> that was me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's this is going to be. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, it's it's great entertainment. If I was in a relationship that you know we were at a quote unquote crossroads, as I say every season to these couples, I would never go on this show to see if uh, you know to to test my relationship. But I'm glad that these people are putting themselves are out there to, to do, do it. it. Yeah, <laughs> and, we're literally exploiting ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it seems like it's almost. Uh, it literally seems like it's almost impossible outside of the first season couple of um, uh, what are their names? What's the what's the first season couple that got engaged and uh, oh, um, Javen and Shari. Javen There's and also Shari. Kristen and Julian from season three. Yes, the who got married. Yeah, yeah, they're married, and and then Javen and Shari. I think every other couple of the other because there's been four seasons, so sixteen couples. I believe those are the only two that are still together, right? Um, I. I I'm um, positive, right? Oh, also, I think I don't know if Tom and Chelsea from season three are still together. Tom and Chelsea, God, I can't even picture them now. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, oh wait, Tom and um, they they were actor, they the actors, right? Yeah, I don't know if they're still together. Um, they could be, or maybe they're not. But I remember they also came out of Temptation Island together. Yeah. Um. You know what? I do follow both of them on Instagram and. Now that you bring it up, I have not seen them post anything of them together anytime. Oh, recently. interesting. Tom. Well, Tom, we all know how that goes. Yeah. That was literally like me and Luke. <laughs> yeah. So Tom is definitely Tom was like literally just in a movie that was on like the Hallmark Channel. Oh, that's awesome. Lifetime movie. Wow. Like he, he got like a co-starring role in a movie. But now that that's I think great. about it, I don't know. I never see him post with her. And I never see her post with him. So. They could, be, they could be done. But, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with these four couples. Like, when I interviewed Mark last week, I said, Mark, you know, I've seen the first episode, and I know I'm jumping the gun here, but based on what I've seen, I don't think any of these couples are, are leaving that island together. Like, I think we're getting four breakups. I, I mean. Oh, I think this season is going to be really spicy, just from. <laughs> the preview? <laughs> yeah, and, like, all the new things that they're bringing this season, it's just. It's crazy. If yeah. there was a red light on my season, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, just think about it. If it was on, well, because I remember, I guess it all depends on what this show considers tempting. Like when Luke was, you know, flirting with some, because I can't remember. Did Luke kiss anybody last season? I don't even remember. Did he? As far as I know, he didn't. They didn't air that he didn't, but he definitely crossed some lines if you watched the reunion. Yeah. So I'm like wondering he, what there's the like he had someone like 
straddling him in a hot tub like grinding against him the night before we got engaged (laughs) yeah see that's what i'm wondering is that is that going to be considered a red light being turned on or is it only if two people are kissing or that's what i wonder together or having sex what constitutes cheating yeah i should have asked mark that last week all i said was the only thing i asked mark was does it stay on the whole time, like the duration of the hooking up? And he's like, no, it just, it comes on when someone on the other side of the island's being tempted. I'm like, oh, okay. So it's not a, and, and, and the thing is, you don't know. It's not like it's signified to one person. It's not like if yeah. LaSalle's was doing something um, with another woman, it would light up on your end and Ashley knew it was LaSalle's. It would be all four women exactly. going, who do you think You're it is? You're just all freaking out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, who do you think it is? Who's hooking up? And it's just like, okay. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. The preview certainly for the rest of the season certainly looked like there's people having sex uh, again. There's so many, um, like, night footage shots. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. oh, my God. So much more than my season. <laughs> I think they need to put a uh, dungeon, a sex dungeon in the uh, in They next really season. should. <laughs> do you know how insane that would be? <laughs> um. Well, I mean, look, I, I, I have people since Monday's podcast came out with Casey, have mm-hmm. people said anything to you about what you revealed about like this kink, this new kink that you have, the fact that you've explored a sex dungeon? Have people have people judged you for it? Have you gotten negative reaction, positive reaction? What have you gotten from it? I haven't gotten any negative feedback, actually. I'm pretty surprised. I went on doing this thinking like okay there might be some backlash like i'm ready for it but i also want to open up who i am to the world and not feel bad about it and everyone has been so supportive and i think a big part of it is because like i was always a loyal girlfriend you know so that doesn't change but everyone also has a kink so you can't judge people for whatever they're into in the bedroom and that's literally what I was nervous about, and I haven't gotten any negative feedback. Yeah, and I, you know, I hope it continues. I just know the way the internet is, and the, inter- yeah. the, the internet is a place where all people do is judge. That's why it's like... Yeah, and honestly, if people are going to judge, like that shouldn't change the fact that I am proud of who I am, and I love where my life is right now. I can finally say that I'm at a place in my life where I'm super happy. That's great. I mean, and and you should be. You should be happy for what you've done, what you've explored, and you found like a new thing in your life, and it makes you happy. Who gives a shit what anyone on the internet says behind a you know a screen name where you don't even know what they look like, or exactly you don't, you don't even know their name. Like there will be people yes. that come out and judge. You know, you know, hardcore. You know, Christian conservatives are gonna look are are gonna listen to this and be like, oh my gosh, like she's going to. She's going to meet the devil one day. You know, it's just because that's that's the way they're wired. They can't see anything past their own religion. And they think if you don't follow what they do, then you're a horrible person. But don't don't read into that. Don't feed into any of that. Uh, I think it's great what you've done. I think it's I think it's awesome. I I wish you the best of luck uh, in your business at kinkstars.com. We want to promote that as well. Like you said, it's going to be up in a couple of weeks. You You can go sign in. Um, If you go to kinkstars.com. Put in your email address, you get on a wait list, and then should be up and going in two or three weeks. So, Iris, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Good luck with everything, and uh, we'll certainly be in touch. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on, Steve. I wish you the best in everything you do as well, and 
um, yeah, I'm excited for what's to come in the future. Good luck, Iris, and we'll be in touch. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Steve. Bye. Thank you so much to Iris for coming on. Uh, if you didn't hear her on Casey's podcast, you can check that out on the It's Tempting pod. And obviously she had a lot to say. And look, it's not for everybody. I get it. But I don't think the relationship that she was in previous with Luke was for her. And when I spoke to them in November, I really thought that Luke had changed. And it sounds like he hasn't. And, um, you know, both of them have moved on. And Iris, I really like the fact that she said she has not gotten a lot of heat for what she expressed on Monday's podcast. Maybe she will now if, you know, people hear it on this one. I don't know. I just I just know we know what the Internet is. It's for people to judge other people. And this is not for everybody, but it's for her. So if you have nothing good to say about it, just don't say anything to her. Don't you know, if you don't want to go on kinkstars.com, then don't. But there's no reason to attack anyone like this um, because they have a kink. Who cares? It's their personal life. So I appreciate Iris coming on and being so open and honest about her life and everything that happened since we last had her and Luke on in November. So thank you all for listening. Best thing you can do for this podcast, please subscribe in Apple Podcasts. Also rate and review. I'd really appreciate it. As for uh, this podcast, we'll be back obviously next week with another weekly podcast. We're going to be talking to Temptation Island people, I'm assuming sometime throughout the course of the year. Temptation Island and The Big D both aired last night, Wednesday nights on USA, 9-8 Central for Temptation Island, 10-9 Central for The Big D. So check those out, and I'll be talking about those every Thursday morning on my daily roundup as I did earlier this morning. So go check that out. Anyway, thank you all for listening. For Iris Jardiel, I'm Reality Steve, and I will talk to you tomorrow.